Far enough in, around the corner from the blasts, out of the line of any flying debris, they should still be alive. The entrance had collapsed, but they'd shored the mines up with thick timbers. There was a good chance the inside of the mine was still intact. Once he got near the cave, grit and dust filled the air. Choking, Cole jerked his kerchief out of his pocket and covered his mouth. His eyes burned, but he had to see. Cole raced faster, thinking of all that could have gone wrong, all the men who could be hurt. He saw one still form on the ground, so covered with dust he couldn't identify the man. Yet Cole could see clearly enough to know the man was beyond help. Running, stumbling over rocks, barely able to breathe, Cole finally reached the cave. Outside it was a burning fuse, heading for a wooden box torn open, full of explosives. He slid on his knees to beat the fuse from burning down. It ran shorter by the second. Cole fumbled for the knife he kept in his boot as he crawled the last foot through the rubble. He caught the fuse only inches from burning down. He slit the sparking fire with one slash. He looked down the side of the mountain. The office of the CR Mining Company was near the top of Mount Kebel, with only its snow-capped peak higher. The CR leased claims to many men, all spread over a hundred square miles. A few dozen of them were right here, close to headquarters. Cole's eyes swept down the long, steep slope, dotted with mine entrances, and saw boxes of dynamite burning at a bunch of them, enough to account for nearly every box they had in storage. Cole could never reach them all in time. Yards away, he saw the next fuse burning toward a wooden box. Thinking furiously, he saw this fuse was longer. Whoever'd done this wanted the explosive to go off in separate blasts, and the boxes were far enough apart not to be set off by an earlier explosion. Men were deep in their minds, so they might hear the explosions, and they might not. This time, with the men inside, was deliberate. Mid-morning, all the miners were hard at work at this time of day, and very few were outside. The explosions would bury them alive. Fury pushed him faster. He scrambled, fell over stones, and smacked himself in the face so hard he saw stars. Then he was up again and cut the next fuse. With cold purpose, he picked up a stick of dynamite, cut its fuse short, and lit it to the still-sparking fuse in his hand, then threw the stick as far as his arm could hurl it. He watched the dynamite soar high in the air and arch down, hoping the miners farther down the slope, near the burning fuses, would hear it blow and come out to help. His hand burned. He dropped the still-burning fuse with a desperate toss to get it away from the explosives. The stick of powder he threw detonated in midair, doing no damage, but making a deafening sound. Another fuse burned just ahead. Cole ran for it. He cut it, lit one stick, threw it, and ran on. He saw the first man 
poke his head out of his claim far below. The man took in everything in a second, ran to the closest stack of explosives, and cut the fuse before it could blow. Another man emerged. These men knew dynamite, knew what that box meant. They went to work, saving themselves. Cole cut another, then another, and another. He hurled a lit stick every time, trying to alert the miners. Then he heard another explosion. Sickened at who might have been in its path, he whirled toward the sound. The remnants of the blast colored the air below. Someone had figured out what he was doing, and had thrown a single stick of dynamite to warn those farther down. More men appeared. Fuses were cut. Sticks of dynamite were set off as a warning to all. Finally, he dropped to his knees by the last one.